Hello. Hey, Marilyn. Good morning, Dan. How are you? I'm great, man. Woo! Good. A lot going on. A lot yeah, well, going on. What's well, Wait, what? What? Oh, yeah, I mean, it's not the sort of thing we talk about, but there's a lot going on. Lot going on. Well, I and, hope it's uh, good since we won't talk about it. All I can do is send my. You hate best. talking about this stuff. The things are blowing up in in the UK. John Burkhouse is going to be back at Parliament uh, TV tomorrow. Uh, uh, the uh, bunch of Dems are going to come out for impeachment today. It's uh, there's a lot going on, and also I had to make my coffee twice because I had a filter breach. Unacceptable. Well, you know, you gotta you, you take the good, you you take the bad, you take, and then you facts, facts of life. Facts, facts of life. You know, uh, Blair's a spanker now. He's a Christian spanker. Did you know that? I, I don't know, but I'm kind of intrigued. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is it be. is it what I'm imagining, or I hope so. She just wants to be a good mommy. Yeah, she's a Christian spanker. So you're, uh, wait, and, you're saying she's she's been bad? No, no. Well, I mean, and is needs it a spanking. A, a or? Is that a twink? A spinner? What is that called? <laughs> she's a Christian spanker, and uh, she was she was. <laughs> I don't know she what was, any of she, this means. So it's, <laughs> she was. I had a crush on her. Yeah. Didn't she used to be on Mickey Mouse Club? Lisa Welchall. Pretty sure she used to be on Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah. Uh, Lisa Welchall, Mickey Mouse Club. Now, this could be a little bit before your time. Oh, look at that. Oh, man. Hold on. I'd eat that off a cracker. She's a Christian spanker, and uh, and she was on uh, a season of Survivor. Mm. Where she was a very good competitor. I think she did a really nice job. Sometimes it helps to be low key, as and opposed to Thor. Job. Or well, the problem is, I mean, assuming it's your first season that you're not back, you know, for uh, second chances or mm-hmm. uh, you know fans and favorites and all that kind of stuff. Right. You know, if if, if you're an Aussie. Like, you're going to get pegged pretty early on because people know we're a Boston Rob. People know that's a powerful player. They're going to gang up on him. You have to be somewhere between incredible. This is the this is what makes the show interesting. I hate to admit it, but it's true. You, you need to be super useful to the tribe, but you need to not seem threatening. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's a lot like life, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. I wonder if anybody on the island got a spanking for, for, for the Lord. Um it's Tuesday, and it's the optimistic day. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Did I get any grounds in the second one? You know, part of it is I ran out. Um, sometimes when I run out of the, the Melita number four filters, I have to get this weird off-brand. I either get that hippie one, you know, the if you care brand filters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you care. But then I recently had to get, I think they're like German coffee filters, Das uh, coffee filtering. And, uh, <laughs> oh, man, they breach. They breach bad. Really? Oh, I hate it. I hate a coffee breach. Now, where are you right now with coffee? You're, you're drinking coffee. Or you're not drinking coffee. No, no, I'm still no coffee for for okay. Dan. Yeah. All right. Because um, he used to really enjoy it. Oh, I loved coffee. I still love it. I just can't yeah. have it anymore. Can't have it. Okay. Um, my daughter is still super into the Aviator. She's watched it at least twice this week. <laughs> oh my god! I'll just walk in the room, and Alan Alda's, <laughs> Alda's there serving a trout. I love it. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And and, uh, and then when you get to the scene in the uh, in the hearing, we're both like, that's not how this would go. I don't think he's allowed to question Alan Alda about his llamas. I, I think he should be able to. You're right that he probably couldn't, but I, why, why would Lewandowski tried some of that nonsense uh, when he was uh, in Congress recently. Oh, yeah? Oh, how'd yeah. It, it was, it was it real bad. Oh, Didn't well, it was, a, it was a poop show because, you know, uh, 
like Will Rogers said, uh, Democrats don't know how to question people. Um, but when they brought in, uh, what's the guy's name? Bill, I forget the guy's name, but they brought in this guy who's a really good dogged defense attorney. And he just, he, he, he gave, he gave Corey a Christian spanking for mm. sure. Mm. And, uh, and he kept saying, um, <laughs> Corey kept saying, asked and answered. But oh. like, like he's an attorney. He says, I already, it's our, I already asked and answered that. Like, no, you didn't ask that and you didn't really answer it. You know, yeah. there's a thing, Dan, I didn't invent this <laughs> term, but I want to popularize it. It's called dumb guy confidence. Okay. Sometimes you, you know, when you see it, you run into somebody like, man, that guy has got dumb guy confidence. Right. He's so dumb and he's so confident and like, he doesn't have close enough friends to tell him how dumb he is. Mm. Yeah. But see, optimistic, Dan, we, um, I think we may have a primary, perhaps all consuming topic today. I feel like we do. Yeah, I'm really, I'm, I'm actually kind of excited about this. Me too. Um, okay, I'll throw it to you. Um, my friend Dan, who's a seasoned horologist, Dan goes way back with horology. <laughs> and uh, my friend Dan, what's funny? I just, I like it. I like the you phrasing. You like the California dial. You like to really get in there. You like to rub that radium. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm Dan, you know, twist, twisting well, the little, uh, tip of the, uh, of the paintbrush with my tongue is, is that's just old hat for me. Like Marie Curie. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that what happened to her? Uh, well, it's what happened to the radium dial girls. Yeah. That's, that's a sad story. Very sad story. That's a good way. The thing is, if you bend your ferrule on the brush, that is actually a good way to reshape your bristles. If for example, it was, well, your, your child has been jamming them into a glass of water and breaking the, oh, that's no good. You can put oh. it in your mouth, but don't do that with radium. That's no good. Mm-mm. My friend Dan, who is a seasoned horologist, Dan goes way back with horology. And uh, you know, you know, in the Doctor Who, Doctor Who community, we talk about uh, uh, Doctor Light or Companion Light episodes. Uh, this might be a well, you know me, I talk uh, obviously. This might be a Merlin Light episode because I think we need to interrogate what's going on with you and your new Apple Watch, Dan. You bought an Apple Watch. You don't like Apple Watch. Well, I have not you had... You didn't like... You You gave it to your mom, and you never miss an opportunity to say how you're a horologist. I, and you got an Apple Watch. I did. These are all facts. Um, one of the things that I... You know, I have had... This is my third Apple Watch, number three. And I did not have the best luck with the first two of them. The first one that I got was the original, I, I, I've heard it called Series Zero, but I don't know why it's Series One. Have you heard well, that? They, they re, yeah, they, they retconned it to Series Zero. Well, okay. so I mean, in the, in the Pantheon, I think it will be, I'm pulling this out of my butt, but I think it's somewhat similar to the first iPhone in the sense that like once you got the next one, it's not like it got good, but it was you makes you realize how not really there yet the first one was. Right. Okay. The well, series, I, the series zero is pretty. I mean, it, it it suffered from all the problems. Yeah. Um. But it, you know, it was, it was the first cut at it. Sure. So you, you, you first you got you first you you got an original. You got an original. I got the original watch. one. Yeah. And it it was you know it was a novelty. I thought it was interesting being yeah. as you mentioned a watch lover, a, an obsessed person with problems. I, mm-hmm. I very much wanted it to be everything that it is now, I would say, but I didn't have a lot of luck with it the first time around. I didn't, I didn't really like it. And I felt bad about that because generally speaking, I, I like most of the stuff that Apple makes and does. And it brought me 
a great deal of sadness to not be able to use this watch because here I am an Apple guy and a watch Mm -hmm. guy and I can't use the Apple watch. And meanwhile, everyone else is talking about how they have these things. And you're, you're talking about how you went from sleeping, you know, three hours a night to now (laughs) you sleep 23 hours a day, all because of the watch and your health is improved. And, you know, before you had bursitis and now you don't because of the watch and everything else. And this is a story here from everyone. Our mutual friend, Jim Dalrymple lost tons of weight and got into great shape and all this stuff. Everyone, literally everyone except Ooh. me had a great experience. So I went and got the second. It's a little exaggeration, but you're right. You're right in the sense that, and I'm, I'm going to say something controversial here. Uh, you're going to uh-huh. have to cut out. Okay. But um, there are a lot of people who went totally gay bones in for the watch and let yeah. everybody know how much they love the watch. Yeah. And if you check in with a lot of those folks two years in, they were using it a lot, a lot less. Really? I'm going to say up until series four. Right. Which in my series opinion is when four. It got, series Go ahead. four got extreme. No, no, no. I just, I just wanted to say that there's some of, some of our, um, how does one say some, some of our friends uh, who like to let everybody know how important Apple products are, mm-hmm. um, would constantly remind us how important it was to their workflow. You check in with them a year or two later and they're like, no. I'm not, I'm not doing that anymore. Interesting. I mean, there would be a whole podcast just about how like, oh, I've set up, I've gone in and customized all of my notifications so that I get exactly the kinds of things. I don't, I'm not one of those suckers that just does mirror my phone. I go in and I live my life on the watch. And I, the <laughs> truth is like you can, you could kind of do that kind of up through three kind of, uh-huh. but it was, it was, it was, um, in my opinion, it would have to be a gimmick. In the same way that a pre-iPad, pre-current iPad Pros, people saying that they basically, that's all they use as a laptop. And it's like, well, hmm, okay, sure. I, I'm not sure I believe you. I'm not sure Tim Cook really just uses the iPad all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's come a long way. And now the keyboards and the mouse and everything make that so much better. But just get a goddamn computer. Like, get a, use a computer like a computer if you need a computer. Right. And in this instance, let's let's say the thing that is always has been the elephant in the room was that on some somewhat cynical level, uh, the Apple Watch failed at the most basic thing somebody wants out of a watch. Right. Which is you look at it and it tells you what time it is. Yeah. Because it wasn't until this Series 5 that we got the quote-unquote whatever always on. Always on display. What were the things, as we look back on your uh, storied past with mm-hmm. the Apple Watch, along the way, what were the things that made you eventually, at each point, three times, set it aside? Yeah, the, well, uh, technically two times, uh, because I never I never oh, got... Oh, yes, yes, yes. This is your I, third. Okay. Yes. yes, I never got a three or a four, and I, I hadn't really like sworn them off and said, oh, I'll never get one. It was just, I, was, I had decided that for me, when Apple thought that it was important enough or figured out how to do it, um, whichever was holding them back to have it, have an always on display, then I would take another look at it. So that's what I've been holding out for. So the whole, the whole, uh, time, the last, um, the last keynote that we just saw with the, uh, new phones announced and the, uh, the Apple watch five announced, I was sitting there and I only had one thing written down, just always on display. And I said, if, if they come out with that again, I will, I would totally get one. And, and they did. And so I bought one and in the past, uh, I had gotten the, uh, I think that the first one that I got, I got in steel and the second one I got, I got in (laughs) aluminum. Right. And so I wanted to, 
because I, I'm not, I'm still not sure about this. Now the other watches that I own are mechanical watches. I think I own one or two quartz watches as well, but generally speaking, I'm, I'm a mechanical watch fan. And for those who don't really care about or pay much attention to watches in general, or the world of horology, uh, there are generally speaking, two kinds of non-digital watches, watches that have a dial with hands, then second hand that move around. Those are usually split into two categories, mechanical or automatic of mechanical watches, automatic and quartz, Mm -hmm. um, Automatic. That's, that's, without respect, that's without respect to how you wind or don't wind it. Right. It has to do with the the way that it knows what time to mechanically show you. Kind of. Um, the mechanical watches, the two categories of mechanical watches, the first one is uh, is automatic. Now, predating automatic watches, you you had a watch that was just a wound watch. Mm-hmm. And they... Like every, roughly every day. Like my dad would yeah, wind his watch every morning. You would wind... Like, yeah. Yeah, and so inside what's happening is there's a spring and as you turn the crown on the side that tightens the spring and slowly over the course of the next day or depending on how how big of a spring it is or how well the spring is made as that spring unwinds it powers the movement inside the watch which is what helps it keep track of time. So mm-hmm. whether you're winding it or later the innovation of the automatic watch where there right. is a little weighted spinner inside of the watch that even the subtlest movement of your hand or wrist is enough to cause that little spinner to spin. And that weight in turn turns the spring that's inside of it, giving it power. So a lot of watches, if you wind them or just wear them, that's enough to keep them going essentially forever. They never, they might need servicing occasionally, but there's nothing to wear out there. Well, I take that back. There's nothing, there's no battery to, to run down. Right. You guess gears and things can wear out and things like that. But generally speaking, a nice automatic mechanical watch could last your lifetime and several lifetimes. I have my grandfather's uh, Omega that he got in the 50s that I had serviced once and it's running beautifully. It keeps great time. So there's no reason that a watch like that can't last forever. And so I'm coming from the mentality of... Uh, of of a watch should last forever or a very long time. Now enter the quartz watch. Quartz mm-hmm. watches started to become more affordable in the 60s and by the 70s, they were everywhere. They keep perfect time because there's a tiny little crystal quartz inside of it. And when that crystal quartz receives an electrical charge, it somehow, I just, this is the part where I don't care and I haven't really read it, but that that's what, makes for perfect timekeeping. And that's so like you generally get a Timex or a swatch or a, yeah, a fossil. That's the quartz watch. Exactly. So if, if you, if you're ever curious, if you go and, and look at a watch in a case in a store or, or on someone's wrist, if you can see the second hand ticking, like going by one second increments, that is a quartz watch, a, um, hmm. an automatic watch. It will have a smooth sweep of the dial uh, as the second hand moves around the dial, that smooth movement. You might see if you look really close, tiny, tiny little ticks, but not Mm -hmm. one per second tick, tick, tick. 
it, it, it will look like a smooth sweep. That's the sign of an automatic watch. Those are much more expensive and much, much nicer. There's nothing bad about quartz watches at all, although generally speaking, watch nerds look down and frown upon quartz because oh, it's yeah. quartz. It's not, you know, amount. I mean, it's, like, not, it's, not, it's not entirely different from people who want a stick shift in their car, right? I, I think that's a good analogy. You appreciate yeah. the, well, a little bit. It's kind of dumb, but like the people appreciate the engineering and the control. And like, if you're going to get a really, if you're going to get a German or Italian sports car, you want to really feel the, the road in your hand. Uh, yes, very much. So, and, you, and so part of being a watch nerd is admiring the craftsmanship yes. of the way the innards are put together. Yes. And I mean, there are watches in, depending on who makes them, that you can you can get a, a mechanical watch, an automatic watch, a, a nice Seiko from 50 bucks all the way up to hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I, I do mm-hmm. know some people uh, who spent some of their dot-com millions on some very expensive watches. I know some people that have watches that are, are in the six-figure range and they are beautiful and they are amazing and uh, and and there's lots of people that that just love this stuff, and I'm one of them. I if if I was a multi multi millionaire, I'm I might have a hundred thousand dollar watch to go with. You everybody know, everybody needs a hobby. Horse. Everyone needs something. So mm-hmm. anyway, um, I I love the watches that I have, the mechanical watches that I have, and one of the things I love about them is I can glance at them and see what time it is. <laughs> That's handy. It comes in really handy to know what time it is. And I'm, there are a lot of people who say, I just pull out my phone and look at that. And yeah, I've done that too. And that, that's yeah, fine too. I like to say, Dan, that's how you know we're different. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? No, not you, not you. But like whenever people say things like that, it's like they're trying to like imply some kind of indictment of your character that you prefer something different than they do. Right. And the, um, part of the problem with the Apple Watch was, yes, it was not always on. But I could have, if it, people are, if people are honest about this, mm-hmm. which some people are, the frustrating thing was not necessarily that it didn't show the time. It was that it was very inconsistent in what was required to get the time to show. Right. So I've had a bunch of Apple watches and I still have my series two, um, because I'm a fancy lad. It's my sleeping watch. Oh, there's no reason to throw it away. I mean, I know that sounds fancy, but like, why would I just get rid of the watch to, to seem, you know. Uh, like one of the people. No, I have a Series 2 that I use mostly for sleeping. And I can tell you, really, the Series 4 and the Series 5, the responsiveness of flipping on the screen is so much better than it was on the Series 2. Uh-huh. Series 2, I mean, I could be swinging my arm around sometimes and nothing would happen. <laughs> it's less responsive in every conceivable way, especially when you've got a very modern, a very contemporary Apple Watch as against that Series 2, you super notice what that thing was not capable of or did not do well. Mm. So I, I don't I don't blame you at all or I don't blame you for, for not being interested in that because it wasn't, it wasn't there yet. Yeah, that's really what I thought. And it was super disappointing again because I, I mean, I just, I really wanted to love it. I really wanted to love it. I really wanted it to. Feels like, it feels like the culmination of so much Appleness. Yeah, right? absolutely. You know, like it's, yeah, the iPhone, I think the iPhone for all kinds of reasons will stand as, at least until the record is broken, until, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the Michael Jackson thriller or the, uh, or the Fleetwood Mac rumors. Like it's the most successful product probably of all time, yeah. iPhone as a series. Yeah. Uh, but the idea of like, what if we did that, but then put it on your wrist? That's, that's jetpack level stuff. Yes. But it just wasn't, it, it's still not totally there, but it really super wasn't there even up through three. 
So it's not, I don't think it's weird at all that you would prefer to go back to a watch that you understand and use your phone like a phone, your computer like a computer, your spatula like a spatula. Right. Like everything doesn't have to be everything. If it's not what you needed to do, if it's not what you needed to be, like I'm a pocket knife guy. I don't talk about it a ton, but I'm very interested in various kinds of folding knives. I have different ones and they do different things. Some sure. of them I just have because they're fun. You know, flashlights, notebooks, and, uh, and folding knives are something that I enjoy. And, um, and that's, just, that's just a fun thing for me. Um, but like, I've got this, uh, this really good, uh, what's it called? Columbia river. I've got this amazing, like four inch folding knife that I really like a lot. Um, but I can't carry that around with me every day. Yeah. First of all, I'd probably get arrested. (laughs) You can't carry a giant ass, like, you know, um, uh, uh, a crocodile Dundee knife around. You're like a weirdo. Yeah. So you have to make those decisions about the kinds of stuff that you're going to incorporate into your day-to-day life. And if something doesn't fit, you know, you shouldn't have to apologize for for not going with the conventional wisdom on, on <laughs> why you have to use it. Yeah, no, I agree. And I mean, I was just super disappointed, though, because this was something that I had really wanted to love and, and really wanted to get. And uh, and so I tried again when the second version came out and uh, no, no more luck for me, unfortunately. Um, didn't didn't do what I needed it to do. And so I wound up returning that one. Uh, so when this one came around, I said, always on display. I've heard so much from you and from other people that I know, especially about the Apple Watch 4. That was just amazing. People talking about it, saying, oh, it's really like it, it's it's gotten good now. The 3 was fine. The 4 is good. And I said, well, as soon as it has always on display, I'll try it. And they came out with it. And so I got it. So the one that I got, I got the 44 millimeter one, which is a, a little too big. You know, visually for me, it's a little larger than I like uh, to have something on my wrist, but having owned the 40 and knowing people who have the 40, that's a little too small for me screen wise, not just for mm-hmm. my eyes, but it's just, a, I feel like it's a, a tad too small for me. So I went with the, the bigger one. I went with the aluminum one, mainly not because I like aluminum at all. I mean, I, I believe that a, a, a watch should be something like stainless steel. That's very appealing to me. Almost. I think all of my watches are stainless steel. Mechanical watches are stainless mm-hmm. steel. And I think this one should be stainless steel too. And of course you can get it in stainless steel for a couple hundred bucks more, which is something that I, that's the problem though. I mean, the way that they tried to sell this straight out of the gate was that, you know, this was in their, in in their initial period, I feel like of like, Oh, we're going to, we're this, we're now we're moving into being this. We've got Angela Aaron's. We're going to be in this this high fashion brand. Yeah. Um, I may be concatenating some events here, but the truth is it's mental to come out with a watch this this early on, now we can really look back in retrospect, and even setting aside the uh, Apple Watch Edition, let's set that aside. Yes. But the thing is, a $700 stainless steel watch is a neat idea, mm-hmm. but if you know you're going to see huge hardware improvements year yeah. over year, yep. Yep. and you want to keep up, even if you buy one every other year, that's a lot of money to spend on something that you stop using after two years. It's a fortune, and you know, among among watch nerds, like me, um, you know, the, the watch that you are getting is going hopefully to be something that you keep and that you, you know, you, you, you pass down to your children and maybe even their children's children. Like my son already wants the watch that was my grandfather's watch and he'll have it. And in fact, the watch that he wears when he wears one is a, um, it is a early 1950s 
Boulevard watch that was my grandfather's that I wore in high school and early college, and now he's wearing it. So, oh my goodness. you know, and wow. that, that's, 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 it's, that's quite a lot of, lot to trust him with. Yeah. Well, it's fine, but, um, he's, you know, he loves it. He doesn't wear it every day, mm-hmm. but you could never do that with an Apple watch. So here I was sitting there thinking, well, I, I'm, I know that a good watch and a watch I would want to wear should be made out of stainless steel or some uh, precious metal, but I'm not going to get that. I'm going to get the aluminum one be, and, and because I know, like you just said that, if the next watch is even better, or if I wait a couple years, I, this to me is a, dis, I have to think of it as a disposable thing. I'm not mm-hmm. going to keep it for a long time. If I wind up giving it to my son or someone else or selling it later, you know, it, it has, it is, I have to think of it as disposable. So I refuse to spend a lot of money on something that, that I know from out of the gate is a, a luxury because you can survive with just fine without an Apple watch. I've done it. <laughs> I know it's possible. And, and two, you know, it, it's something I will be replacing. If, if I like it and keep it, then I'm going to replace it. I well, still have yeah, it. It's not, it's not some kind of like, um, if, if it's not going to be a thing that you buy as like a little treat for yourself, Oh, let's, let's, let's be bad and get fries for the table. <laughs> if, if you, if it's something you would actually like to find, if you would like to find a place for that in your life, oddly enough to me, as a non-watch person, it's all the more reason to buy the aluminum. Because if you are successful in really loving that thing, the irony is, is you're going to be champion at the bit to buy the next one. Probably, yeah. And, you know, say, say there's a plenty of uh, materialist arguments to make about how that's dumb, but the truth is, if you end up really liking it, the only way you'll want to keep that forever is if you don't use it. <laughs> you yeah. don't care about right. it. Right. Yeah. 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 So, I I mean, that was that was my decision, was to get that one. I started out, I pre when I, I didn't pre-order, I guess I pre-ordered it. I ordered it after the event. Uh, I got it with the Sport Loop, which is the nylon one. And the reason I did that is because I remembered enjoying the nylon one because back at the series one or two time period when I got the rubber band, um, <laughs> it, 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 I did not like it at all. Now they have changed those two. And I don't know if you've noticed this and I haven't heard anyone talking about it. Maybe they did. And about I'm, the, I'm, the rubbery sport band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, very different than it used to be. Um, it is, uh, it is more velvety. It's mm-hmm. much more comfortable. And oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not as um, it doesn't feel. It doesn't feel like a swatch. It doesn't feel as yeah. Uh, the the other one I was say cheap, but yeah, it doesn't feel as cheap. Yeah, and the other one was kind yeah. of grippy and and in a bad way and and kind of could get kind of sticky. And this one is velvety and and smoother and nicer. So I I'm probably going to return. I wound up going after I worked out with it a couple times. I said, you know, this nylon one is not as easy to clean and not what I want. And so I probably will return that, but I bought a black uh, band to go with it. Now I'm using the Apple term band in the watch world. We typically say the word strap instead of band. I've heard both used, but I hear strap more often than I hear band. I don't know why Apple calls them bands, but I'm fine with it. So I'm calling them bands. Um, There's so many things that Apple did. Like when they first introduced the watch, you had uh, Johnny Ive talking about complications and, and (laughs) the digital crown as if these were, these were things that 
Apple had invented. We we've come right. up with a comp, something called a complication. Well, yeah, everybody has a complication. complication. Would be something like the little date flipper, right? The date flipper is a complication. The uh, moon phase, which I'll talk about in depth in a, in a few minutes, is a complication. Uh -huh. But all of those little things that give you information. Uh, are considered complications. And maybe this is a good jumping in point to talk about complications uh, before we talk about actually using it. Let's just talk, talk about the visual stuff. I mean, visually, the watch looks pretty much like it always has. It's it's great. It's amazing. Can, can I do one more little bit of high level? Before yes. I, I'll go as long as you want, as deep as you want. But yeah. I um I didn't prep a ton for this, but just a couple of things. Um, so, so one thing that, that can be kind of, hmm... How does one say? Okay, so like we talked about the first iPhone, we've we've uh, we've all been there for products mm -hmm. that got vastly better or vastly different. Um, the Apple Watch is so interesting to me because there there are, you know, they had their characteristic confidence coming straight out of the gate about mm -hmm. how you know there are going to be people who spend five figures on this on this bobble right, uh, that does right. all the things and it's high fashion and it's luxe and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Of course, they're never going to say, Hey, it's our first shot at it. Be nice. Um, <laughs> but there, but a ton of stuff uh, didn't work great or didn't work fast or it changed a lot. There are two buttons on the side of your watch. There's a digital crown mm -hmm. and there's whatever the other one is. Right. Now the other one, that little button button on the bottom, which now I think of as the dock button um, right. or the Apple pay button. Um, that, if memory serves, originally that brought up a T-Mobile-style disc of your friends in the first cut of the Apple Watch. Where yeah, it was I think you're right. to be, and this is going to be an interface for, like, friend things, right? Right. <laughs> Do you remember this? Do you yes. know what that looked like? Yes, vaguely. And I, they, they rethought that relatively quickly. My point, my point being here that, that Apple Watch is a very interesting instance of a far-from-perfect product where... If you are following it month to month, year to year, you can still really appreciate those improvements. With that said, uh, like Apple products of that sort, uh, let's look at Siri, mm -hmm. Siri writ large. Mm -hmm. Siri still is not terrific. I think the argument can be made that for a variety of reasons, uh, other voice related things, and Siri is so many things. It's it, Siri is dictation. Six, uh, Siri is uh, turning your lights on and off. Siri is home, HomePod. Siri is Apple TV. Siri is all these different things. You know, and back in the day when Siri didn't work, one of the confounding things was it was difficult to know why it didn't work that given time. Did it? Did it not hear me? Did it not hear me well? Did it not hear? Did it not? Um, realize it had been hailed did it you know what i mean all the way up to like did it make it to the cloud did it round trip back and when it did round trip back to me did it give me the thing that i was hoping it would give me and any one of those things could work uh could, could end up not working and it got super frustrating so what happened the highly touted siri became something that i will speculate i don't have proof of this i will speculate that a lot of people tried siri a few times had a Newton-like, Doonesbury level of frustration with <laughs> yeah. how dumb it was. Yeah. Or just how, like, how unreliable it was. Um, you, you know, if, if, if you want that John Roderick experience of going out with a cellular Apple Watch and no phone, you could get real frustrated real fast. Yeah. Where basically now you are using your watch as a hobbled iPhone with your right. fat fingers, and that sucks. Right. So why am I saying all of this? Uh, I, I'm not here to sell anything. <laughs> um, I'm short on a lot of Apple stuff these days, let's be honest. But 
What is interesting and surprising about this watch is if you are a Dan Benjamin type character who understandably derived an impression of the Apple Watch, what it was good and bad at, and that's more than a couple years old, um, not trying to sell anything, but I will say uh, it's worth looking at again. But importantly, if you already did pop for it like a Dan Benjamin, go back and basically there's so much you have to unlearn about how you do and what you do and don't do on this watch. Because it is very capable of a lot of stuff when it works properly. Um, and I think that ends up being a problem for some Apple products at both ends of the adoption curve, at both ends of the nerd curve. If a nerd, if a geek goes in and tries it out and goes, this sucks, like I'm, I'm going back to the terminal, like th- that sucks. Uh, if you bought it for somebody for Christmas and their Apple TV doesn't feel as intuitive as a Roku for a, a fraction of the price, mm-hmm. that's that's not good. So I guess what I'm saying is uh, friend to friend, pal to pal, podcast to podcast um (laughs) you're to get a lot out of this dan and listeners you will you would benefit from going back and doing doing yourself a little boot camp on how this thing works and what you do with it to go back and explore because you know a lot's changed that button's not going to bring up your pals anymore you don't have the uh whatever it's called time travel time machine whatever the hell it's called that's gone um but the stuff that is there can be pretty terrific. And I think when you contact first contacted me about this, I feel like one of the first things I said was, um, you know, you're going to want to spend some time on the faces and get a face you like and then iterate that. But also stuff like when you're getting to a power user level with the watch, one of the things you're really going to want to do is be picky about what apps are on there, how you've arranged them, if you're going to use the apps a lot. And then to sort of like tweak stuff like your notifications right? and and then return to that over time and iterate the faces, iterate the apps, iterate the, the all of those things. And this will become a very capable device. You, But you do need to set aside a an old impression, a series two level impression of what this thing does. And that's going to take some time. And that's just, that's just how it is. You know what I mean? Yep. If you just, if you just drop, you know, 500 to a thousand bucks on this thing and, or whatever it is, and then, uh, and then just, you know, use it like a wristwatch. Well, that that's cool, but there is a lot of power under the hood, but like any device, you have to learn how it fits into your life and you need to learn to best utilize what it's good at. So that's my high level on that. I love that. That's super Super helpful. So I'm glad that you I, said that. I put a thing in. They put a few, few little links in notes. Um, and as always, I'm more has great stuff on this. Um, I didn't spend a ton, a ton of time on this, but um, I would recommend, for example, to you and our listeners, uh, a piece by Joseph Keller, not the guy who wrote Catch Twenty Two. Um, right. from June called Sirion Apple Watch, the ultimate guide. And, uh, this is just, this is a good jumping in point to show you a bunch of the stuff that you can do, um, uh, with Siri on the watch. There's all kinds of little nooks and crannies where you're going to notice stuff. For example, as recently as I want to say last year, mm-hmm. um, it was not as capable at invoking find, find my friends. And you can now basically tell it to go, you know, stalk a given friend of yours and it will be able to do that. There's all kinds of stuff like that. Um, that's, that's come a long way. So anyway, that's all. Sorry. Rant, rant over. No, it's good. Um, I think, you know, like for me, oh, we should do a sponsor too. Yeah. Tell me about something you like. All right. Let me tell you all about native native. You know, I I don't know about you, Merlin, but I have tried a million deodorants and my goal, because I don't, I want, I try to just do natural stuff when it's, when, whether it's something that I'm eating whether it's something mm-hmm. I'm applying to my body or my hair, washing with 
stuff that's natural. I don't want chemicals. I want stuff that's, 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 that's natural. And that's what native is all about. They create safe, simple, effective products that people use in the bathroom every day. They make products that have trusted ingredients and trusted performance. And, uh, like they get, they have like, I think, uh, eight, they, yeah, 8,000 five-star reviews from their customers. They're, they're serious about this. They're formulated. The stuff that they make is formulated without aluminum or parabens or talc. Three things that are, are known to be troubling. They're filled with ingredients that are found in nature. They have things like coconut oil, which is naturally antimicrobial. They have shea butter, which is a natural moisturizer. Shea butter. Shea shea butter. butter. They have a tapioca starch, which is what absorbs wetness. They don't do animal testing and they have free shipping and returns. And this really, really works. Making the switch to natural deodorant does not mean that you have to get something that's disgusting or hard to apply or that doesn't work. It, you don't have to sacrifice mm-hmm. odor and wetness protection. And that's what they're all about. They're all about putting ingredients that you know less is more, right? Fewer ingredients, simpler ingredients. So you actually understand it. And, you know, it's worth it because aluminum, it could be linked to some serious health things. And native is aluminum free. It's safe. It's effective. And they have different scents. So for men or women, they have a limited edition seasonal scents that they come out with. And they even have an unscented formula and a baking soda free formula in case you're sensitive to those things. And, uh, and, and so they, the most popular scent, according to my notes here, is coconut and vanilla. They also have lavender and rose, cucumber and mint, eucalyptus and mint. They're all really good. They smell great. And uh, I started using this as soon as I got it because I've been on the lookout for something like this. And it really works and it's great. And I'm here in Texas. I can tell you it gets very hot here in Texas. It's been over 100 degrees here. I have, I have an update here. from the last time. It uh, was a sponsor. And I told you uh, I told you candidly last time yes. that uh, I had not had a lot of chance to use it because it, uh, this deodorant was immediately heisted um, <laughs> by my kid. <laughs> yeah. Um, flash forward to where we are now. And I don't know what is going on with my family, but, th- but they're not all in. But like they bought so much, <laughs> my wife got so really? much of this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> no, this this morning it's it's Tuesday and I had a shower, whether I need it or not. And uh, and th- we've got that. Uh, what is it? The body wash, the cucumber and mint body wash. Yeah, uh, my family is loving this stuff, and and they don't stink, so they can just use that. That's right. It's fun. It's fun to have something like this because there really can be. So there are so many like all natural products out there. I've tried so many of them. And they don't work. This is one that actually works. So I don't, I, I, sometimes our, our, we will, I don't know in this case, if this is the case, but sometimes we are specifically admonished by sponsors not to, um, not to say anything bad about uh, potential competitors. And I, I don't want to do that, but uh, there's a reason I don't use a ton of natural stuff. Cause in my experience, uh, it doesn't always work so great, Yeah, uh, but this stuff seems to work it and does. it smells really good. Yeah. So, so that's like, what I'm gonna say about that. Like uh, I had to get another one because, like you, my my son stole mine from me. So um, I'm I'm actually a, a real customer now, and you can be a customer too for twenty percent off your first purchase. Visit Native Deodorant, NativeDeodorant.com, and the promo code Back to Work will get you twenty percent off your first purchase. So one more time, NativeDeodorant.com promo code is Back to Work, twenty percent off your first purchase. Thanks so much. To Native for making this show possible. Ding. Thanks, thanks, Nate. Thanks, Native. Puck, puck.
Smells good. Mm-hmm. Complications? Complications are something, I don't know when the first complication happened, but I'm pretty sure that it was a date. And uh, we all like to be able to see the date. There mm-hmm. is a huge debate in the, uh, in the, in the watch community as far as what is the perfect watch. And there are many people that would agree that the perfect watch for our time is the Rolex sub or mm-hmm. Submariner. Submariner. And yeah. you can get that with a date or without a date. And there's a huge debate as to which is the perfect one. I think right now as of today, it, it's probably the no date version. I'm partial to the date version, but a complication is something on a watch that shows you something additional to the hour, the minute, and the second. Anything else mm-hmm. like that, usually they're in what's called a little sub-dial. So you have a little circle. And one that's very common to see is the date. Another one that's very common to see is a, a second, having the seconds in a little sub-dial. Instead of a big second hand, you have a little, a little second going around. You can also have uh, timers and things like that. Uh, where you might have a, cr- a chronograph that's that's keeping track, like a, a stopwatch or a countdown timer that might exist in these little subdials uh, as a complication. And one of my favorite all-time complications is what's called the moon phase, where you have, and I put a link explaining mm-hmm. in great detail about moon phases into our show notes. Uh, but basically, this is one that there's different variations of it. Sometimes they'll show a, a smaller rotating dial in the what's called the bosom uh, shape, oh. it looks like little bosoms, and the uh, the sun or the moon will rise and fall according to the time of day. It's almost like an old fashioned AM PM indicator, and then there that would be like a sun and moon. Then there's a moon phase where it actually moves the moon across this little top of this dial to show you whether it's a new moon or a full moon or waxing and waning. And so they, they have all these little complications. And of course, the Apple Watch is all about complications, but very few of them, other than really the date, are even remotely what I would call traditional complications because typically they're... And, and this, is, this is something that's a little bit disappointing to me. I'll give you an example. The one is a heart rate. I would love, because I'm Howard Hughes, I would like to see mm-hmm. what my heart rate is at any given time. But... uh they don't the, in the heart rate subdial complication just shows you an icon of a heart. It doesn't show you the latest reading of beats per minute. If you put it on one of those side corner complications, I think it'll show you the last time that it read the heart rate sometimes, but not always. So there's this sort of inconsistency about some of those things and not, and not others. Um, overall, the complications that they, that they give you, are really cool. And there are some other applications that you can get that will give you additional complications. Sometimes those are good. Sometimes those are not so good, but I haven't seen any sun and moon uh, complications. I would love to see that. The other thing that the closest you can get to it is that is the solar complication, which kind of shows you where the sun is in the sky based on your area. I like that one. I use that one. Just so you know, it's not a flight simulator. (laughs) <laughs> I've, I've been told that I looked like I was, I felt like I was crashing a Cessna. I was very but confused. I would love to not have the big second hand and have a second sub dial. Like I have on some of my other mechanical watches. I love that, but I can't do that. 
Uh, but overall, you know, as far as the options that we have now for customizing the faces, there are so many and, and there's so many little details and nuanced stuff. I really like the fact that the Apple watch application on the phone allows you to go and look at, they have uh, a, what's mm-hmm. called a face gallery. So you can see some really cool examples. You can edit. There's so much stuff, just as a side tip. There's so much that is much easier to do on the phone and then it's immediately reflected um, on the watch. Yeah. As opposed like to when you change your face, I was just fiddling with it right before we started. Uh-huh. And it was like in real time, it's like, boom, there it goes. That, that complication changed. That face changed. I love it's, that. There's just, there's, there's, I mean, there's stuff, some stuff you kind of, hmm, Apple wouldn't say you have to do, but I'm going to say you really, it's very beneficial to do a lot of your tweaking on the, uh, on the phone. It is beneficial. You can do it. You can do it on your, um, on your, you know, like built into your, to, to your watch using the pre for you press down hard on it and then hit customize and then use the crown to select the different complications by tapping them and swiping. But even like, like app layout is just so much easier. I wonder how many so people much know easier on the phone. you can like go in and with your little meat finger on a phone, you can, you can move all your apps around and do like a fun shape. You can make a big X or whatever. Yeah. It's I haven't so tried much that. easier than doing it on the watch. Oh yeah. And, uh, but even just picking the faces, like you're saying, customizing the faces, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's cool because they give you like a little preview of the face and you can mm-hmm. make your changes there from the gallery. And then if you decide that you like it, you just hit add and it'll, it'll show up as one of your faces. But I don't remember them having this when I had the watch last. Maybe they did, but I love the fact that you can kind of create all of these different faces and then they're there on the watch and you can customize them on the watch or on the phone. Anyway, I like that feature, but there are a few missing ones, like I said, uh, but I think the idea of having a different face for a different thing, like I have one that I, that I put on when I know I'm going to go to a workout because on the face right there in the complications, I'll be able to have the, the timer, I'll be able to have the stopwatch and I'll be able to have the workout buttons all right there as complications that they might not show me anything or show me very much, but I can tap them and then get into the, into the app and start the workout or whatever. But as far as lo- having something to look at, I'm a strong believer that if you're going to have something in the user interface, if you're going to have something that's going to be there, if it's not providing you with up-to-date, accurate information, then it's, it, it can potentially cause confusion. So I don't want to have something there that might distract me from just seeing the time unless it's something that uh, I'm, I'm very much going to want to see. So for example, uh, there's one complication that I have on there that that's for rain. And if it's, it might show you the percentage chance of the rain, but you know what, in my experience just over the last few days, but as a long time weather nerd, mm-hmm. the percentage chance of rain doesn't really change very much hour to hour or throughout the day. Like at least not here in Texas, maybe in Florida, it's a little different. Or maybe if you live in a place that sees a lot of rain, it might be a little bit different, but in general, I think you know, what you're probably going to do is you're going to see that 0% chance of rain every single time. The other things that I found were interesting. They have a complication they're making a huge deal out of because it's in like half of the, the default faces, <laughs> the compass, the compass. <laughs> okay. I need to spend time with that. Cause I was like, why is that featured that, that for me? And I just sent you a couple of mine that begs to be a calendar event for me or like that begs, to, you know what I mean? That yes. giant piece of real estate. 
I, I need to figure out what I'm supposed to be doing with the compass because they sure seem happy about it. They love it. And it's there's yeah. some there's a whole row of, of faces, default faces in the gallery that just have the compass on them. And it's like, OK, if I was hiking, I think I'd be pretty useful. Maybe if I was like a pilot it might be kind of useful to know which direction I'm going in, but like in my office or my house. <laughs> On the way out of the airport bar. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I'm buried down in the north, northwest. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I found my flight plan. Right. Apple Watch. But like, what? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know when else you'd use that. There's also the, the other one that's kind of interesting that I think is new is the one that tells you like noise and decibels and stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like in my day to day life, and that shows up in the health app, and like tells you, uh, yeah, how, how like what kind of with, uh, noise exposure you've had yeah, and things exactly, like that, yeah. right? And and but like for me, uh, you know, I have the warning turned on, so if something's really loud, it'll warn me about it. But I haven't, you know, I haven't been somewhere where I'm like, oh, I wonder how many decibels this is. Oh, this I don't is kind of cool. It does. It tells it's you neat. your lat latitude and longitude. It tells you. I'm looking. I just opened the compass to see what the hell it actually does. Yeah. Your latitude and your longitude and your uh, your ground elevation, your incline. That's interesting. Yeah. That's so weird. I mean, I would think yeah. if you're like super outdoorsy and you're you're like mm -hmm. outside a lot, yeah, maybe. I mean, that's that's another example though. Talking about spatulas, that's another example where I would go ahead and get a really good bespoke purpose built compass if you need a compass yeah that's not the kind of thing i would want to trust to something with a battery in it that just got released but it is it is cool i mean there's a lot in there there are when you're choosing your faces whenever at some point if you're using it enough and that's always an important asterisk uh, if you're using it enough you will eventually get a little frustrated because you're gonna you're gonna run into like oh man i love that this face like the infograph you can jam so many complications on there. There's somewhere like I wish there were more complications I could put on there. And I like the way it presents it better on this one than that one. They've done a pretty good job of abstracting all of the things. And I guess the way the API works is that, you know, there must be certain rules about like it has to look, you have to present that graphic in this size and these color options and all the, however that works. It's, it's pretty well done, but you will bump up against stuff that gets a little frustrating. Yeah. I, I agree with you though, about uh, doing the different faces for different things. So I just sent you my go-to. I still like, I still like the old modular better mm -hmm. for myself. That's my, the th first face I sent you is my modular go-to. The other one below it though is, uh, if for sleeping times, uh, and it's a nice, simple black background, red letters. So it's not too bright. Mm -hmm. And then I've got the breathe app, the sleep app and the, uh, the heart watch app on there. And that's all I need. You know, you could, I remember, I think it was Serenity Caldwell back in the day before theater mode came out where she suggested making a face, uh, that would not be jarring you know, mm -hmm. in a movie theater. Right. Um, and maybe you don't need that so much now, but I would think about different situations you're in. If you travel a lot or travel a little, it benefits you to have a face you can flick. So you basically are flicking between these right to left, left to right. It would be nice to have a face you can flick to that has all the, um, the stuff you need, including complications for your travel apps. Right. Real handy to have on your watch. It doesn't cost you anything to have that. You, you, you know, once you get into this multiple face lifestyle, um, you'll realize lots of opportunities for it. Like the California one, if I want to be a fancy lad, I'll just put up uh, the California one. I don't know why the numbers are like that. Seems stupid to me, but it looks kind of cool. 
But like, if I need to like really be like running around and doing stuff, uh, there's a there's a face that you can make for uh, whatever you want. Right. I, I like I do I do like that. And you know, just to get it out of the way, yes, it would be nice if we got to wear third party. You know, faces were available where apps could could have you know faces that reflect what somebody really super wants. You know, um, but uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's good. So so, what do you uh, tell me? What tell me what your uh, what your go to is right now? Uh, the main one that I'm using during the daytime at work is Infograph. That. It's mm-hmm. customized. And I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll put some screenshots of this because people seem to geek out like I do about yeah. this kind of thing. Uh, so Infograph has been the main one that I am find myself that I'm using on a regular basis. That's a, that's a big, big analog face. Right. And space. you don't have to do this space for butt tons of complications. I think that might be, it used to, used to be that was the most complication rich environment. Yes. Um, but if you choose to have a lot of complications, I think that's a good one to pick. I like Meridian. Yeah, send me a screen grab. I'd like to see that. I will send them all. I, I like Meridian. I find that mm-hmm. I, I enjoy that one. I have um, a infograph modular. That's the one that I use when I work out or on a workout day because mm-hmm. it's all about activity. So I've got the activity circles. I've actually got the activity meter showing when throughout the day I was doing stuff and, um, and I have another infograph modular that has, um, that has like weather and stuff on it. I, mm-hmm. you know, I go back and forth on how I feel about presenting that much information all at one time. I like the simplicity of something like Meridian, where it's mainly just a watch face with a number of complications anywhere from, you know, like traditionally, uh, there, there's a term in the watch world for a watch that has two, usually two complications on it, two subdial complications, and that is a panda dial. Mm-hmm. And the it pan- looks like eyes. It looks like a you know they'll have a white dial with black uh, subdials on it, or rever- reverse, and they'll they so it does look like a panda because it's got the the black mm-hmm. and the white. The one thing I want to say to people who are thinking about getting one of these or who have them is you don't have to use every complication just because Absolutely there's not. four yeah. subdials doesn't mean you need to use four subdials. You could use just two. You could use just, just one. I mean, whatever you want to do, try it, experiment, try different mm-hmm. things. Um, for me, having a white, uh, like the white, the dial white on the infograph or Meridian or whatever is nice because you get that very subtle effect when you turn your wrist and it sees that you've turned your wrist, which has gotten so much better and more accurate. Mm-hmm. And it knows when I'm actually doing it, that, uh, that, that seeing that not just get a little brighter, but, but seeing the subdial go from dark to white. I like that. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Very nice touch. There's a, I, I, my, my, um, my lady, uh, recently had a weird glitch with hers where the, the, um, yeah, so this is one for the you never need to quit an app crowd. Um, my lady had this thing where her um, battery was draining on her watch super fast, and the Nike Plus app kept popping up for some reason. So obviously, I suspected it had something to do with that. But I ended up running down a bunch of different articles on what causes battery drain. Mm. Um, and one of the things I ran across, have you seen this idea that it's OLED, right? The screen? I, I believe so. I have know, you seen I, the idea that, uh, the light, that a light face... Drains the battery quicker than a dark face, which that's one of the, if that feels like it turns out to me, like, I don't, I'd like to see the data on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, anyway, to close the uh, the thread on that one, um, she deleted, and so I wondered because she has a photo of our kid as her face, and because uh, she's like that, you know, uh, she likes her and stuff. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. she she de- she deleted the app from her watch, and the problem immediately went away. Really? Yeah, yeah. For some reason, I don't know. It was some rogue operation where Nike Plus really wanted to be running all the time, literally, literally. That's right. Odd. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, so info, infograph has been really good. Yeah. Meridian has been good. Infograph modular has some stuff. Why can't I find stuff. Meridian in the gallery? What is wrong with me? Why don't I see Meridian? Is Meridian in the gallery? It's on the top under new in watch OS. It's oh, okay. uh, for me, it shows as the first one on the left, but I'm not sure where you might find it. That's weird. Okay. I'm looking. Um, yeah, it's there. It's alphabetical. So it's underneath the liquid metal one. That is so insane. I don't have it mine goes from liquid metal to mickey mouse um i'm crushed you're done ios i mean watch os 6 or whatever <gasps> the latest is i am but i'm on 13.1 i wonder if it's related to that see i am not on 13.1 yet i'm still waiting for that to come out yes if, in, in, well, in well i live regular. in the future yes i know well you're in san francisco <laughs> so of course now i have some i have some additional comments now about yes. actually using the watch itself and uh mm-hmm. and and so um my mo up until now getting this has been i have um i would i would wear a casio uh just the classic original Casio G-Shock watch was my workout watch. It had a timer on it. It had a stopwatch on it and it told me the time and I could glance at my wrist and see all of those things pretty easily. And that's important because when you're doing something like um, side planks, it's very important to, to, (laughs) to time how long you're doing it because every second is excruciating and sucks. And so Mm -hmm. if you're doing them for 60 seconds, you want to make damn sure that you're not doing it for 61 seconds. You want to stop mm-hmm. at 60 seconds exactly. Or if you're doing some kind of thing where you're trying to do a hundred step ups in, you know, a hundred seconds or something, you you need to time stuff and you want to be able to look at your wrist. And if you happen to be doing a side plank, let's say, and you're leaning on your left arm with your elbow kind of down and your right arm is up and you're facing straight ahead, you kind of want to just tilt your eyes and look down at that timer and it doesn't show you the timer. It great. It fades out the screen and puts a little, um, a little time display over the blurred timer. So, and you can't quite flick your wrist because your arm is in a frozen position supporting your weight and it can be very, um, uh, difficult to do. Mm. So, um, anyway, okay, update Meridian, uh, did some quick Googling. Meridian is only available via the watch. According to the internet on maybe on 13.1, but the it's 13 true. Must Meridian be a 13.1 is available thing. swiping right to left, but it is not, it does not show up in on watch us. It does not show up on my iPhone. Just want to I am sending you a screenshot right now. Of what I see on iOS 13. Right, right, I'm, but I'm on 13.1. Yes, no, I know. I'm, I'm just saying that's weird that the newer version... Is this what we're doing? Is it we're going to do this? All right, I'll do the same for you. I'm not crazy. You're crazy. I believe you. Jesus Christ, um, Dan. All right, send Dan a screenshot. Picture didn't happen. Do, 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 do. So, oh, no, I was just, just showing you what I had. So. Um, 
So that's one a little niggle, but overall it's been really nice to use. Now I, I have, I would wear the Casio watch to the gym and then I would wear it out. And then when I would shower and get cleaned up, then I would put on my regular watch after that. Or if I forgot to bring it or something, then I would wear the Casio for the rest of the day. My, one of my goals was with the Apple watch, it would be a watch I could wear all day. I wouldn't have to, excuse me. I wouldn't have to worry about switching watches. Yeah. Look at that. Just skips right over it. Weird. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, cause it is, it is also water resistant. Yes. You can, you can swim with them and do other not, things. Not with in them. air quotes, like, like your phone. Right. <laughs> right. Like you actually can swim with it and, and they want you to. So I have that. Yeah. And that's, I still, Jesus. You wouldn't. Um, my friend, Brian Hamilton, like he, he lost his watch and his watch and his iPhone on the same day. Uh, lost them from water damage and it's like i don't know they they really want you to feel like the iphone is is and a lot of people are like oh took in the shower every day and it's like okay that's cool but like i don't know man i think the watch is very seriously rated for like you know because like craig craig hockenberry like has been swimming with it every day for years right yeah right yeah, yeah i remember Sorry, his I article swimming with the apple watch is the name of the article that and this was back in gen one and people were like what? You're crazy. What yeah. are you doing? Yeah. 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 But and uh, so how's that how's that working out for you uh, with your uh, with your all-in-one watch? Pretty good so far. Um, you know, being able to have it in the gym is nice. Being able to have custom timers is really, really handy. I don't I, I searched for a long time for a regular uh digital watch, which by the way is also a a, a quartz watch as well. Um, but I, uh, I searched for one of those for a long time that would have a customizable timer, a timer that I could set for less than mm-hmm. one minute because there are certain things, uh, in the gym that you might need to do for 30 seconds or something like that. And, uh, and it didn't have one, but you can create custom timers with the Apple watch. So that, that solved that issue just all around. It's been really, really nice. However, I did run into one little thing. You didn't have an answer for me. Dalrymple didn't have an answer for me. Twitter no, didn't I, have I, an I, answer I, for I me. I think I did. I did have an answer for you. Which you didn't is have the, the answer I wanted. Oh, that's true. I wanted an but you answer. Ran into something everybody runs into, which is unlike a Fitbit, it's difficult to retroactively add or identify a workout without getting duplicate data. Yeah. So uh, what I had done is I had, um, I was trying out a new, one of the things that I do is something called a, a HIT workout, which I think stands for high intensity interval training workout. And you can do this on a treadmill or a rower or just, just, you know, with isometric exercises or however you want to do it on a, on a, 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 an exercise bike. But the principle is uh, that instead of doing an aerobic exercise, you do an anaerobic exercise which is much, much better at burning fat and getting you into really good cardiovascular shape, um, much better. And you can actually get a, a, a better, more intense workout in half the time that you would if, if you were doing just a straight up cardio. So for people who are pressed for time, it's wonderful for that reason. And that's what I do on the rower. And basically what that consists of is doing about a minute or a minute and a half of moderate exercise, followed by 30 seconds of intense, full-on as hard as you can do it, as fast as mm-hmm. you can do it, and then back to another minute and 30. So there's not really a recovery time. The recovery Jeez. time is still the moderate work. So instead of like a lot of people would sprint and then walk, but instead if you were to sprint and then jog, for example, that that would be an anaerobic exercise. 
And the watch... you got to stay up in the right zone, right? you got to be in the right zone. The, the watch understands this. It understands what a HIIT workout is and has it built in, in addition to just the rowing workout, which I was very impressed by. Um, and in the past, uh, and, and it has done this before, where if you do a workout, if it detects that you're working out, it will prompt you and say, it looks like you just did a workout, didn't you? Mm-hmm. And you can say, yeah. yes, that was in fact a row. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. It didn't prompt me on the day that I forgot. I was experimenting. There's two apps that I'm that I'm using for HIIT workouts. That they basically just tell you when you should switch from one phase of the exercise to the other. And it keeps track of how many times and it does a, wor- a cool down and a warm up and that kind of stuff. And one of them is called Seconds. And the other one is called, I don't know, first one is called seconds. The second one is called yeah. intervals. And mm-hmm. uh, I'll put links to those into the show notes. And then they each have a watch app as well. So somehow in activating and running those, I deactivated or did something to the workout. So the workout never got tracked, even though I did the oh, workout. And That's so frustrating. <laughs> and it never prompted me afterwards to do anything about the workout. Now, it interestingly enough, it did record it as exercise and it counted for that day, but it didn't show up as a workout. So it looks like I didn't work yeah. out on that day when I did. And I asked people, is there a way that I can <laughs> retroactively... Where do, do you miss your stand goal? Oh. Because for one day out of like many, many years, <laughs> because you like updated the watch and it was on the stand for too long. Right. Underscore David Smith's app will give you uh, rest days. Every so often, but oh, that's okay. still in, in the canonical app. It's still like it's a it's a total pedant about you've got to do this every day or you break your streak. It's so frustrating. Yes, and like I say, Fitbit like Fitbit was pretty good. So Fitbit uh, would auto detect uh, Fitbit RIP. Um, no, hey, wait, no, wait, wait. Is Fitbit like gone? No, no, they're still around. I'm okay. sure they'll be fine. They won't. Um, but <laughs> Fitbit uh, did two <laughs> kinds of tracking automatically: sleep tracking and uh, activity tracking. So, you know, it would, uh, so what, what was cool is, let me put it this way. So like, yeah, my problem is I don't exert myself enough in one of my quote unquote workouts to, for it to automatically register on Apple watch. Fitbit would get it. Fitbit would understand, oh, you're taking a walk. It feels like there's some, um, I don't want to say algorithmic. It just feels like there's some easy stuff to say like, well, are you on the move? Are you in this, you know, outside of your house, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But no, Apple Watch, Apple Watch will do that if you are exerting. If you're not exerting a lot, a lot, it doesn't get it. And the nice thing about Fitbit was you can go back and say, well, from this time to that time, count that as this kind of workout. Right. Um, and I, I'm not sure why Apple doesn't do that. It's so, uh, it works with so many apps. It's kind of surprising. It'll gather data. Like if you ever go in and drill down into heart data or step data, I mean, it, it's crazy. I like where it's getting all the stuff from and, you know, how it's ranking it. We should talk about that also. But no, no, it's really frustrating. I wish they would add that feature. It seems kind of nuts not to have it. It really does. It's- you, you also ran into that weird problem of like if, uh, I, when I said rowing is obscure, I'm not saying it's weird. But like if it's a non-standard, you don't already have this as one of your regular workout workouts. Uh, I realized this when I had a rowing workout on vacation when my daughter and I were out paddling around in a, in a in kayaks. Oh, cool. And what I realized is after you have completed a workout, I believe this is how this officially works, you've just had a workout of 35 minutes or whatever. You can then go in and identify what you can, you can create. I think it's you create an do your own due diligence on this. I think you create, you start an other workout, mm-hmm. but then you later get to say what kind of workout that was. Right. It's, 
I don't think you can just say I am starting my first uh, ping pong workout. Like, I, I don't know why that is, but I, I believe that to be the case. I think you can retroactively go back and then it will start showing up uh, as one of your quote unquote favorites. Definitely. You can definitely do that. But it seems like there is no way to basically to, to tell the watch that that exercise that you detected that you did not prompt me about, was it a workout? Uh, there's no way to then go back and say it was a workout if you either missed that prompt or never got it, which is what I think happened with mine. So mm -hmm. I am, I am missing my workout and I want to know if there's a way to do that. And the people that I asked, I even asked one of my friends at Apple and he said, Oh, I'll go talk to someone. And he was gone mm -hmm. for a while and he came back and said, Nope, there's no way I, we can think of to do it. Maybe there is. And it's like super obvious and I'm just, too stupid to see it. Right, if people can, uh, if, they, if you know the answers, and don't, 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 you know, you don't have to make a joke about it if you don't know. If you do know, uh, tweet it down. Yeah, I would love to know. How, uh, even, how even does he do that? Uh, Help people. Yeah, how do I do it? It, it seems like I should be able to do that. And so, did you want to tell me about, uh, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I'll tell you about Squarespace. Hey, love, love them, love what them. Are you, what, what is it that you've done with Squarespace, Merlin? I made my move, built it beautiful. <laughs> uh huh. Uh, encouraging folks to make it. Uh, I use uh, Squarespace for so many of the things. I'll tell you a funny story. I'll tell you a funny story. Um, long story short, over the summer, some very old websites of mine, which which, which lived uh, live on a shared hosting account, needed to be um, migrated to new servers. And uh, the company that I work with was kind enough to take care of a ton of that for me. Um, and everything mostly worked pretty well, except for the things that didn't. And it took a while for those things to reveal themselves. Th th they were great. Like, this was fantastic. But here's what happened. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I didn't know <laughs> how to do so much stuff anymore. <laughs> yeah. If I could find my password for something and then I got in there and I'm, I'm looking at cPanel, God love it. And I'm like, what <sighs> is, what is, I don't want to do MX records. What is happening? Uh, and because you know why? Mm. Uh, I'm so happy to be out of the webmaster business. And yes. I'm so happy to have Squarespace taking care of that for me. Um, and what you really, it's difficult to appreciate is, is how many little dumb skills, companies, arrangements you had to take care of to get a stupid website running. Because, mm. um, you know, it was you weren't going to find a place where you could upload movies and audio that also gave you a WYSIWYG editor for a page that also let you sell things on the site. What, did you build your own thing in Perl? Nope. No. And Squarespace does all of that. Long story short, Squarespace. You go, they've got the things, and now you're on the internet. Squarespace. I love that. I, Dan, I think what do you, we run what with do you, that. What do, you, what do you use Squarespace for? I think Squarespace, I love Squarespace anytime that I need to have a beautiful website for something because I can't mm -hmm. make beautiful websites. I can't. I can make websites that, that, that do things, but they don't look good. And you know what? I am not anymore in the business of making websites. I don't want to do that. I, I don't need to spend my time doing that, but that doesn't mean that I- It's like I, owning a moped. Like, I don't want to mix oil and gas to have to get around town. Amen. It's mental. Amen. Yeah, amen. The Squarespace. Build it be be beautiful. B build it beautiful. Make it yourself. Build, build, and build go, it beautiful. Go, go check out. <laughs> That's where the comma matters. Squarespace.com yeah. slash it's your show. 
That is, that is where you go to support the show. It also gets you a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code. It's your show. And you will save 10% off your first website, your first domain, whatever it is that you do that first time on Squarespace, 10% comes off of that. Go check it out. Use the promo code. It's your show at squarespace.com slash it's your show. And thanks to them for making this show possible. Beep boop. Spare squares. <laughs> um, now. Yes. Now. Now. So now. The, wor- the workouts have been good. Once, especially when I remember to record them, they've been mm-hmm. very, very good. Done it with rowing, done it with powerlifting or what they call strength training. Fine. I can live with that. I can live with that. That's fine. Uh, but it was very good about that. I, I assume it's doing a good job of tracking my heart rate, uh, which is much lower than I thought it would be. So Howard Hughes is on my shoulder is uh, chilling out a little bit. And, uh, and so I, I like that. There's some things that you can do. I did invite you to, to this. I haven't seen your response yet, but I, um, I declined. I declined everyone. Oh, it's not you. Okay. It's not you. It's me. I, I just, I, I decline everything. I won't take it personally, but the, no, no, it's not, it's not you. It's everyone. There's a feature pe- that you have people, where you- people want to see what movies I watch and stuff. And it's like, no, I don't uh, no, I don't. And I don't want you to see my sad workouts. Let's just, I want to you know, see the want, sad workouts. Well, it's anyway, not you, it's not you. It's everyone. I have, um, I have invited a couple people and you can do this. I think the, the, the place that you do it is under in the activity app, not in the Apple watch app. There's a sharing tab. I'm looking at it now where let's see, I have um, three or four people, including my mom and a friend of mine who now lives in Berlin and um, somebody here that, that I work with and a couple of other friends where you can see what they are doing as far as their activities, their workouts. And it's done in a way that it it's, it's like, it almost gives you that level of now for me, this hasn't been a problem, but for a lot of people, and I was talking to a buddy of mine who is really wanting to get in shape. And he's like, you know, it's really hard because I feel like I, unless I'm accountable to something or even someone it's easy to just say, screw it. I'm not going to go do to the gym today. I'm not going to go on a walk. You keep your shame private that way. (laughs) Right. But if you, if you (laughs) add it to a whole bunch of people, like right now I can see that Duncan, uh, over in Berlin has hit 149% of his calorie goal to burn in the day. He he's at 596. His goal was 400. Um, so he, he did good today and I can look at him and say, wow, he did pretty good. Maybe I could do good too. But there's another level of things that you can do, which is a competition where you can mm-hmm. actually compete with somebody and it'll like when they do something or achieve a goal or cross a threshold, you get notified about it. And it, 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 I think that would be a lot of fun to kind of egg someone on or get them, yeah. get motivated. Uh, talk, talk trash to them. Right. So I like that. I actually didn't think I would like it, Yeah, but no, I do kind of like it's a, it. It's a great, it's a very, very cool feature to be able to, to share that stuff. I mean, you know, it's like game center or any of that stuff. It like adds an extra layer of like, you know, participation and it's Apple. So it's at least slightly more classy than lots of other ways of doing it and a little less creepy. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool. I mean, I love stuff like that. I love find my friends. I love, there are, there are things like that that can be, that can be so great. And if that motivates you, that's awesome. Yeah. I think that, I think good, definitely good for you, Duncan, good job. Duncan's doing good. I, uh, in fact, he's not doing that good today compared to his, he was 233% yesterday, which just tells me he needs to upgrade, up, increase his You're uh, you're calories. Duncan on Duncan. I know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, 
I, I think, you know, these features come together to make something that's, that's pretty good. As far as things like battery life, um, that's something that I've heard different reports on. Um, another, yeah. a person who does, uh, he's the co-host of DLC on 5x5, which is all about video games and, and regular games, all games, all games. He's a co-host mm-hmm. of that. And he was tweeting yesterday saying that the battery life compared to, I think he had a Series 2 before, <laughs> wasn't as good for him. And we were kind of comparing notes on, on Twitter about it. Um, I would think the battery life for I'm now the one thing that I haven't talked about and haven't tried, and maybe I'm going to try, maybe not is sleep tracking, but we'll get to that in a second, but I'm not wearing it at night. I'm letting it charge at night. So my experience Mm -hmm. has been from about six in the morning to about 11 at night and, uh, putting it on. Right when I stand up in the morning and wearing it all day, except when I'm in the shower and then taking it off when I'm going to bed around 11 o'clock. And last night it was at 20%. And that's after a day that began about 615, uh, you know, get the kids to school, spend an hour or so in the gym. And then the rest of the day, you know, normal where I'm walking, standing, uh, doing a bit of uh, sitting while I'm coding. I stand a lot because I have a stand desk, but I, uh, you know, and moving around and looking at the watch a lot and dorking around with it. 20% after that long of a day, that, that seems pretty good to me. Yeah, it, it's, it's good except for when it's not. Uh, if you do a lot of workouts or, you know, it's, it's really, if it's really hitting that cellular um, to be able to track, you know, your GPS stuff. Well, anyways, the weirdest thing is like, it'll seem super okay, fine, except for the days where you go, wait a minute, why is it suddenly so low? I don't know why. Mm. If there is a way to find out, uh, if there is the equivalent of the battery section and settings on a phone, if there's something to find out where your battery is going on your watch, I don't know where it is, but it would be handy. Right. That would be super cool. these mystery meat things. My wife with uh, the Nike thing, uh, David Friedman recently ran into this with Fantastical, seeming to like drain the battery. Um, and, but all you can do is, is have reckons, but no, I, I think it's, I think it's generally good. Um, so I keep going, but I, 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 as you keep speaking, I keep having lots of little odds and sods, tips and tricks I would like to share before we leave. So well, I want, sure I want them. Um, well, I don't want to take you off your thing. Um, so you're liking it so far. You're finding a place for it in your life. Mm-hmm. It sounds like mm-hmm. it's feeling, uh, more capable. It's feeling more watch-like. It feels more watch like just the fact that I can look down and and there it yeah. is and uh, and the way I can, that they I do that it. is extremely clever, um, and uh, they cover this in the keynote. But it's pretty wild. I was trying, I was struggling to explain this to my wife because I don't actually understand it myself. But they do several really clever things to enable the time to appear. Like with the face that I've got, um, everything except the time gets fuzzed out, and I'm gonna guess that that fuzz is the equivalent of a JPEG. I'm going to guess that that is a static image they're displaying mm. that maybe updates occasionally, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the showing the time is apparently the, the, the cycles that are going into, I don't know the exact term, but it's, 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 it's really saving your power to the extent possible by m- making stuff non-dynamic and by then reducing right, right. the screen brightness. And the cleverness is, as soon as you turn your wrist or go, go to look at it, it goes straight to the live view. And it's, it's a very clever, very clever implementation. I mean, this is, a, this is some like Apollo level thinking to be able to do this and not see a significant ding on your battery life. It's really cool. 
It's very cool. I don't know how it's done. I don't care. It just works. And, well, why don't we, so. we're running a little bit long, so mm-hmm. I'll do some awesome thoughts. And why don't we uh, circle back with this maybe next time and, and hear, uh, maybe you could capture things that you're noticing and we could talk about that next time. Can, can I do some odds and slots? Yeah, let's hear them. Uh, underscore David Smith, the maker of Sleep Plus Plus, uh, which is a really cool sleep tracking app. His apps are so good. Um, has shared a tip, I don't know, two, two, three years ago. And it's such a basic tip, but it's, it's so easy. Uh, if you would like to wear your watch at night, like you would need to do to utilize an app like Sleep Plus Plus or Sleep Watch or mm-hmm. Auto Sleep or any of those, right? Uh, his, his tip is real straightforward and it really does work. Here's the tip. Um, charge your, put your Apple Watch on the stand a couple times a day mm-hmm. um, at a time, how can I put this? Find times when you, the watch is not tracking something important for you. So like I, if I'm taking a shower, I put it on the stand. Right. Like, you know, and then go, go and get it after like half an hour. Um, if I'm going to be sitting and watching TV at night, you know, I would say cooking dinner, except that might be, if that's important for your stand goal, you can find two times a day that give you an hour, hour and a half of charge time. And you is that, is that all the, the, the watch takes well, to it's charge? Vary Cause it depends on how much you use it, but mm. you, if you wanted to sleep in it and make that a priority, I can pretty much promise you will find enough time uh, twice a day. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need overnight charging. It, it just doesn't need that much charging, right. unless it does, in which case you'll have to accommodate that. All I'm trying to say is if you want to wear it more or you want to wear it at night, get an idea in your head of what is what is two or even three times a day when I can put this thing on the stand. It might really surprise you. The shower's a no-brainer. Like, Do you really need a watch in the shower? I mean, if you do, again, that's that's your priority, but... Thanks to underscore David Smith, because that changed my game, uh, made it real doable. Uh, if you like another tip, if you like the um, the heart stuff, uh, check out an app called HeartWatch from the makers of SleepWatch. And they do work together. HeartWatch is, uh, when you see that uh, complication on my, um, on my watch, that is where you can just go click and uh, take your heartbeat. And uh, HeartWatch is good if you're into the heart stuff. A couple more just real quick. Uh, I've mentioned this before, but it's very important that you know this. Um, so Apple health, is that the name of the app? So there's an app called health that hooks up with all kinds of devices and services to gather and, um, analyze and present data about your health. This is good right now. So if you just run stock on this, um, well, let me just put it this way. It may surprise you to learn, first of all, that there is a cascade to how that information is being captured. So it may surprise you to learn that your steps might be getting captured by more devices and services than you realize. Secondarily, the next thing you need to know is it may surprise you to know that it's not capturing those um, with the preferences that you have. And it can change. So what a lot of people don't know, I got to repeat this, go into Apple Health, and go look at something like step data and then scroll down to what's called data, data and sources, something like that. So I'm clicking, I'm going down to, in this case, sleep analysis. I click on data sources and access. And what the heck is this? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight apps on my phone that are capturing sleep data. That's pretty interesting. That's very interesting. That's very interesting to know. Now let's get to the really interesting upshot of that. Uh, how do you know who wins? Hasn't, hasn't it ever occurred to you? Doesn't it seem odd 
once you know this fact, doesn't it seem odd that your Apple Health app is not showing you took 50, 50 million steps today? Like, shouldn't there be duplication and goof em ups to yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is it that it's not showing you as having slept, you know, uh, 49 hours last night? What have you? Well, this is the super non-obvious part. While you're on the data sources and access for a given thing, click on edit. And when you click on edit, you now scroll down and you now have the ability to turn any of those data sources on or off and to change the uh, the cascade of how they're captured. So you basically, the one that you want to win, you grab the hamburger and drag it to the top. So I, I in my experience... Most people don't know that you can and should do this. Now, why do I say should do this? Because even if you've done this, I'll bet you there's a chance there are new apps uh, in your world that might have leapt to the top of the list and you didn't know it. So if you're getting weird results or unexpected results, go and check data sources, turn off ones you don't need, I would say, and uh, and then change the cascade so the one that you want to win wins. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a great tip? It's a very good tip. Final thing, I'm uh, really embarrassed to pre-release the fact that I didn't do the Do By Friday challenge this week. The Do By Friday challenge, which was my challenge, was to uh, set up an iPhone from scratch. You can bring in your settings for iCloud and stuff like that, but um, don't bring all your apps over. Because I have an app problem. I have all these old apps. Anyway, Uh. peanut butter. I didn't do the challenge. Uh, and I'll tell you why. Uh, I'll tell you why I didn't do the challenge. Because I didn't know about this. This is so freaking cool. I guess this got introduced last year. Have you seen this transfer your data? Or have you heard about this? Have you seen this phone-to-phone uh, way no, to I don't, set up a new phone? Where you where you take the so one look, phone and you put it kind of near the other. So like, it, yeah, in the past, like they, they, they've gotten so good at this. So like setting up a watch, right? Your watch can like, uh, you do the little thing where you get the little galaxy, you shoot right. that and it says, yeah. okay, this is, this galaxy is me title. And, uh, and so that, and or setting up an Apple TV where you like, you just go put it next to there and it, you don't have to deal with Wi-Fi and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, this is a new one for me. This galaxy is me. Um, in the past, now, for a while, you have had the ability to say, okay, put my, put my iPhone next to this new device. And again, l- like Apple TV, give me the basic things like Wi-Fi and stuff like that, uh, which I had done with my new phone. Uh, but I was amazed to get this in show notes. This is a 9to5Mac article uh, describing this. Um, you get the option to, so, so in this case, I had my phone to set up. I had my kid's phone, which I handed down to her to set up. And I'd done real good iTunes and iCloud backups. Uh, side note, iCloud restores have gotten way better for me and faster over the years, um, which is what I fully ins- uh, expected to do. But then guess what? I get to the point where I've, I said, restore the, the rather um, erase all content and settings. It comes back up. And when it came back up, it said, uh, oh, hey, 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 buddy. Do you uh, do you want me to move? Uh, want to set this up as a new phone? I was like, yes, please. It says, okay. Uh, put the other phone next to it. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? And so you put your new phone next to your old phone, and you put in the passcode. And there's a little bit of handshaky security stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you have the option of it. I think it basically makes an ad hoc Wi-Fi network between those two devices. Right. Right. And even if you've got a ton of stuff like I do in less than three hours, it's done it all locally with no external 
networking involved. And so you, cool. You can use a cable to do it. Have you encountered this? I, I have I didn't not know, done I that. didn't know this was the thing. No. It's really cool. And so, you know, you should do your research. Uh, Jason Snell says, be careful, because uh, I didn't completely understand this, but he had a little bit of a glitch with it where I guess he moved them or hit a button and it had to start over. But like if you're somewhere, in this case, Mike Hurley was talking about being in a hotel room in Memphis and was able to do this without having to deal with Wi-Fi. Um, I, you know, I, uh, I give Apple some stick because I, someone should be giving them stick all the time. But they have come so far with these kinds of things. And I think it's really impressive. I'm really glad. I'm glad they put the effort into this because nothing sucks more than spending a guilty amount of money on a new piece of hardware that you bought because you hope it's going to be fun and then spending hours or days getting it set up. Right. It sucks. And I think that is so smart of them to put some of their boffins on this and to focus their effort on these kinds of things, making it better, making that iCloud backup, you know, more dependable, doing the incremental updates, you know, where you're getting just the parts of the app that have changed, all that stuff. Um, it's not a perfect company, but I do have to give them full marks uh, for stuff like transfer your data. Just, you know, be aware. If you're getting a new phone or you want to like, you know, again, set up your kid's phone or whatever, uh, it's pretty cool to have this option. I was very, very cool. impressed with this. Yeah. Yeah. What will you be doing with your watch this week? Are there things you want to try out? Will you are you using Siri much on your uh, watch as it is? I have experimented with it a little bit. That the um, I believe you conjure Siri by double clicking. Maybe is it the crown or is it the side button? I can uh, tell you're using this constantly. Yeah, uh, there's there's at least two ways. Uh, one way is to uh, t- touch and hold the digital crown that invokes Siri. That's what the other is. one. If you have it configured, is you can invoke, you know, the hail words. Okay, so the screen has to be on. So whoop, flip right, say and then the hold, you kind of hold it up toward your face, right? And it knows yeah, that. Yeah, the thing that hasn't changed hundred percent is the crown trick is much more dependable, but uh, it will work if it's real quiet and everything. Like it works pretty well. Hey, dingus. Remind me to take out the trash when I arrive at the house in one hour. Like those kinds of things, mm-hmm. like get that into your bones because like it can, it can be so great. Pasta timers. Why are we not all setting pasta timers? People, people time your pasta. There's no need. There's no need for mushy pasta. Don't do it. Yeah, You're surrounded do with dingai that want to serve you and keep your pasta al dente. Let's leverage those. So you can try Siri <laughs> a little more, huh? Yeah. I, I've, I've only used it <clears throat> holding it up in the way that you just described, that's the way that I've been trying it out. I've done a couple phone calls. I've tried walkie talkie, uh, which is weird. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and so that's, that's been the main stuff that I'm doing other than using it as, as a watch and using it to time lots of things and using it to see my calendar. Now, something that's interesting that I can't figure Mm -hmm. out is I have our show that we recorded today scheduled. Mm -hmm. It's on my calendar. It is not showing up. In the little thing, it just says no events today. I, this is perplexing to me too. Um, I sent you a screen grab of my watch a few days ago and I took note of the fact that my calendar event to um, pick up my kid at school was there twice. Mm. I went and looked and every calendar I looked at, it was not on there twice. I, I don't know what is causing that. Is it a Google calendar? Yes. I wonder if that has anything could it have anything to do with it see I, don't... I do still get i do still get like things that are supposed to be doing uh, background app refresh aren't always working 
Mm. Um, I mean, first of all, <laughs> let's all remember once again, the notes app only updates when you open it. Please remember this before you get on a subway or a plane. Cause it's super annoying that it's not doing that in the background. Oh. Um, but you can push and fetch, uh, and pull your, pull your neck in 1988 push and fetch <laughs> will work, should work for calendar stuff on the schedule you say, but I do encounter things where my devices are showing different events. It's not, you know, updating in the background. The uh, OmniFocus seems to do a real good job of getting this stuff synced, but I, I still see, like you, I see weird calendar stuff. Yeah, so I, I don't understand why that would do that. Yeah. Now, maybe if it was an Apple Calendar, it wouldn't. And I would prefer to use Apple Calendar for that kind of stuff, uh, Apple's calendar stuff for that. But I share my calendar with other people, and yeah. I don't, can you, <laughs> this sounds like a thing I should know, but can you share Apple calendars I, as easily with other people as you can with Google? I don't know. I'm going to answer your question with a statement. And the <laughs> statement is, when I hear from tons of people that a given Apple service is more robust than the service that I would be replacing to uh-huh. move to that, I'll look at it again. Because <laughs> Google Calendar is really good, um, in my experience, yeah. for doing calendar stuff. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know the answer to that. Um, but, you know, they announced that there was going to be the iCloud folder sharing stuff. And mm-hmm. then that got pushed out to we're not even sure when, I think. Uh, you know, they're, they're trying to do a lot of stuff right now. So, I don't know. P- people love it, though. I mean, especially if you're all in on the, like, I trust Apple with my stuff stuff. Yeah. Like, that, to me, that's totally understandable. I listened to a, a really interesting podcast episode the other day. I think it might have been the show What Next? And it was basically about this guy who's uh, tried to get everything off Google. And uh, he goes through all the services uh, he's replaced Google Things with, and uh, you know all the all, all the different things. And some of the things I'd heard of, a lot were things I hadn't. I don't have an interest in doing that right now, but I totally get why people would want to. Um, in this case, let's say you know be all in on Apple rather than uh, Google or God forbid Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Facebook. It's yeah. nice you can have a camera in your bathroom now. Yeah, that's right. I got those. Camera in the bathroom, please don't. <laughs> Damn, we've helped a lot of people today. We're hour and 33 minutes. Jiminy Xmas. Wow. Was it good for you? Yes, yeah, super good. All right. Well, remember to spank your Christian because, you know, uh, if you don't know what it's for, they will. <clears throat> so let's button this up. All right. Yeah, I love you. Love you too, Merlin Man. <laughs>